When some loud bragger tries to put me down and says this school is great, I tell him right away, now what's the matter, buddy? Ain't you heard of my school? It's number one in the state. Hey, hey, take it away! Get so to your school. Welcome to Money Class. This is the elective you did not take in high school. This is personal finance tips and money ideas with a certified financial planner. Get out your notebook and have a seat. It's time for Roll Call. Bueller. 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 Here. But before that, it's the all-important disclosure. I do not know your situation and I only give advice to clients. And because I do not know your situation and understand that, uh, this show is educational and for entertainment value. So please consult your tax, legal, or financial professional before making any decisions about your specific situation. And welcome to lecture. We're going to start our class with the lecture. Good morning, class. Good morning, class. And today we're talking about a very interesting topic, the S&P 500 with corrections of greater than 5%. So you think about that, a correction, what is a correction? Well, when the market starts to go down and correct, or rather it's gone up so much, and then at some point it will come down. But as it comes down, people often will call that a correction. We're having a correction. And in this case, the thing I thought would be interesting was to look at if there was a correction of over 5%, what may have caused that correction? And uh, in particular, I thought of over the last, let's just say the last 10 years. So taking a look at March of 2009 to now, so roughly 10 years, how have we had corrections? How many have we had? Well, there's been a number of them. In particular, the most recent one was September of 2018 to December of 2018. Uh, the market had a decline of 20%. Now you may look at that and say, oh, that's a, now we're in a bear market. What caused that correction? And of course, the rates rising, uh, China slowed down with trade war and tariffs and also housing slowdown. Um, the one previous to that we look at was in 2018 from January 26th to February 9th, we had a correction of 11%, 11.8% in the S&P 500. It went down that much. Well, why did it go down that much at that time? And in that moment, it was inflation fears and rising interest rates. I'll just keep going through a few of these. Um, these are S&P 500 corrections. Look at August 15th of 2016. We had one that lasted through November 4th. That was, it went to down 5%. And there were fears with the election and fears of, uh, and concerns and jittery in that August to November 2016 uh, correction. Looking, we had another one in 2016 from June, just in the month of June. It was down 6% because of the Brexit concerns. Many people remember that. Also, the pound, the, the currency crashing and European banks having struggles. 2015, we saw China and the emerging market currencies. 
falling oil prices, the Middle East and North Korea with nukes back in 2015, 2016. Also in 2015, the Greece default concerns and the China stock crash. It's interesting. There's a number more of these I can continue with, um, but you get the point that there are corrections in the market. It will go down greater than 5% at times. The kind of old adage is it always goes down, but it never stays down. And also it's important to understand, well, what correlates with it going down? Is there events? There's always a shoe to drop the impetus, the catalyst that makes it go down. So it's kind of nice to understand what some of those things were that made the market move in a downward direction. 2014, there were a number of things that uh, happened three times that the market had a greater than 5% decline in the S&P 500. Uh, of course, in 2014, that was uh, they had the Ebola concerns and global growth fears, the Fed taper tantrum, uh, European deflation fears, a lot of interesting stuff here. Then we go back, continuing in 2012, we had an 11% decline because of the Europe's debt crisis. Many of you will remember that, 2011, 2012. All the way back in 2010, we had um, market turbulation back then, global growth concerns, Europe's debt crisis, the flash crash, if you remember that, the first flash crash growth concerns, China leading, uh, essentially their lending essentially stopped at that point. There were issues back with Obama regulation and the plan with regulation that he had back in 2010. And then finally, the low in the market was in March of 2009. But even through 2009 to now, we've had tremendous growth in the markets, but all of these declines have happened through the way. I'm giving you a number of examples of how there are market declines of greater than 5%. But meanwhile, from March of 2009 up to now, we've seen tremendous growth in the market. So when these declines happen, it's very important to understand that they do happen, but they're not always sustaining. They, they always goes down, but it never stays down. So if you're riding the market out, then and you, you're kind of sensitive to, to that, you have the time to do that, you have an opportunity to get that growth. So today's lecture, that is the lesson. We're just talking about the stick-to-ity of markets and investments, market movements, corrections of greater than 5%. They do happen often. Not all corrections lead to a recession. There's another interesting stat that uh, maybe I can pull up and also share today. There are a number of bear markets with no recession. So we can those are bear market when the market goes down more than 20%. It said that we're in a bear market. Does a bear market lead to a recession? Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. And uh, there's a number of those that do not. So May of 2011 to October of 2011, the market went down. S&P 500 went down 22%, but there was no recession during that time. It recovered and went up nicely. Just stuff to think about as we enter a market that is uncomfortable for us. It doesn't mean that the market's going down tremendously. It may continue its pursuit up, but there will be moments where it makes you wonder, it makes you think. So today's lecture, know more about the markets and what corrections look like and if corrections lead to bear markets. So understand your situation. That concludes today's lecture for class. Oh man, I think the clock is slow. I'm going to head up to the chalkboard now and you can get my lecture notes and additional information at marinantha.com. Let's go up to the chalkboard.
I love the chalkboard, but everything gets so chalk dusty up here. You know, my hands, it's all over my corduroy blazer. Got to clean that up. Very difficult to get this out. So. Okay, today's chalkboard lesson is allocation inside your retirement plans. Now, you may have an employer-sponsored plan, a 401k, a 403b, or a 457. Uh, depending on what that employer-sponsored plan is, they give you choices. Oftentimes, it's a limited amount of choices of what you can invest in. And while you're investing, you're often wondering, well, what should I be putting my money into? You kind of may think sometimes I've heard people say, oh, I'm afraid of the market. It's uh, kind of gone up a lot. It's going to go down. Let me just put it in the most conservative thing. Meanwhile, you're going to retire in 20 years and, you know, that's probably not the best idea. So whatever it is, you want to try and figure out the allocation. But as you approach that, um, you kind of also have to look at what do you do when markets are difficult like we've seen. The markets being down and having issues when you open your statement and you know that there are going to be market movement in a downward way that's uncomfortable. You just have to, you know, what I hear people do is some people say, oh, I don't even look. They just don't look. Some people will say, well, look, but don't touch. I'm not going to do anything about it. Other people will Say, okay, I'm going to wrestle with this thing. I'm going to change it all up and wrestle with it and, and move it around. So it's definitely, in my opinion, and, and my recommendation for you is this. Get a second opinion. Find out what you could do about your allocation because it relates to the markets, your personal situation of when you're going to retire, when you're actually going to start utilizing that money, and your tax situation. There's a number of things that kind of goes into it. And your, also your sentiment and feeling about markets and risk and how you can deal with that and how that plugs into your overall picture of your life and what you have for your cash flow on a regular basis. So today's chalkboard talk, we're talking about allocations in your 401k, 403b, 457, and your retirement plans. That's it for today's chalkboard lesson. After the lunch break, I'll give you this week's homework challenge. But before we go to lunch, write this website down, marinantha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. You can click on the radio section and you'll get over 60 educational interviews right there on marinantha.com. Lunch card. Lunch card. Don't have one. Dad, what are you doing here? Dad, from now on, I'm eating all my meals here at school. It's time for lunch. We're heading to the teacher's lounge. You know, Spence, they never make these lunches long enough. Um, today, I think it's meatloaf today. You like meatloaf? I love meatloaf. The green beans are a real highlight, too. Spence and I always have a good chat in the teacher's lounge. Here's what we are discussing around the water cooler today. Uh, Spence, I was reading an article, and Southwest has a credit card. It's just uh, it's a credit card that if you sign up for one of their credit cards, they will give you a free companion pass to anywhere you fly. You get to bring a companion for free for all of 2019 every time you fly. If you get one of their credit cards, they have three of them, any one of them, they will give you a free companion pass to anywhere you fly on Southwest. And uh, I had this companion pass, it expired at the end of 2018, uh, and it was wonderful. We went to Georgia, I took my son with me, and um, I, I, it, was, it was fantastic. I went to Austin, Texas, and we got to bring you know, my wife with me for free. So it's, it's a really kind of a cool thing to have a free companion pass. You kind of feel like you're getting you know, a special award or something like that. You fly eight times, you can 
Bring a companion? Every single flight you fly for the you year. You pay, they free. That's correct. Wow. That, that's pretty awesome. When you look at some of the things like getting the, the Rams sweatshirt with a credit card, those are iffy. But this one, that's pretty powerful. Yeah, I thought it was creative marketing and a very neat idea. So something to check out. I mean, those, the one stipulation I saw was that if you already have a Southwest credit card, which I do, then you can't get this deal, which kind of is a bummer. But uh, And it's from the year you, you get the card, you, you can – wow, that, right, that is really yeah. awesome. Right now, it's this, the, the deal I saw was essentially get a credit card now. And uh, they have some limitations to it sure. as far as you have to spend a certain amount in the first three months. But for the rest of all of 2019, you, anywhere you fly, you get a companion. Bring them with you. And you can change it up to three times. Pretty sweet I deal. think I'm going to get a credit card. <laughs> I mean, Let's go fly somewhere. That, that is kind of because, one, it gives you the, I wasn't planning on flying. I can do what? And, you know, go up to San Francisco. Like I say, I got a buddy in Austin. Go see him. You want to take uh, – Cole has uh, hockey events occasionally where you might have to fly. This is really good. Yeah, that'll be cool. Man. It's a theme that I think we're seeing a lot more. I, I hear it being called credit card travel hacking. And it's the idea that uh, with some of these credit cards, they give you such a bonus to get the credit card with them. And uh, they want to develop the loyalty with you. They feel like that they'll have that loyalty for a long time. So they give you a lot just to get the card, but then you get the points and maybe you get another card and you accrue these things. And I'm going to mess it up here. Can you do a balance transfer? Do you know, uh, can we get into yeah, the... Yeah, I don't even know the particulars. But That's a good question. you can at least call and ask because some people might say, I've got X amount of dollars on this card. What if I apply to Southwest and say, can I move this balance over? Because most credit cards will say, well, of course you can, because they want to have balance. It gets kind of funny in some sure. ways, because some people, like some friends I know, they're just so into this idea of when I spend, I get the points, and some cards, if I get this new card, it'll give me even more points, mm -hmm. and I'm spending money anyway. That's the big thing. It's like, I'm already paying money for my mortgage and it's not easy to pay for a mortgage with a credit card. They don't let you do it. But if you there's some technology now and, and websites that will allow you to pay them, you have your little fee for doing it through them, and then they'll you can have a check sent to your mortgage company or they'll send you a check and then you send it to your mortgage company. So you get the points, you have to pay a little fee, but the points you're getting are worth more than the fee you're paying. So that arbitrage of points versus fee works and they are really into it. I mean, it's hard for me to be into it that much because it's work. It becomes like you have to manage some of this stuff to do it right. And uh, But he does it very well, travels a lot with his family, and it's all, you know, quote, unquote, free. It's not free, but, I mean, he, he, he's getting a kind of a deal he feels good about. Is this on the Southwest website? Where do, where do you go so, to well, so, so I think I'm talking about travel hacking in yeah. general, credit mm -hmm. card travel sure. hacking. You can, but for the card with Southwest. For, for Southwest, it's specifically Southwest, um, and the card is through Chase Bank. Sure. And, yeah. But, uh, but I, I think you could look it up. You could just Google yeah. Southwest 2019 Companion Pass, and you'll find it. And uh, I wish I had an affiliate link. We don't. We're not tied in with them. And but, what uh, we love about Southwest deal. is uh, when you go into the airport, it's first terminal. You're yeah. just right into LAX and you're done. Burbank, it's very easy. I like flying Southwest. I think I, they're I, good. I don't mind the cattle, you know, people sure. tease them, the cattle prodding. and this. It's like, hey, I like that, you know. It's and, a bus with wings, but you get there. Yeah, and it's kind of going backwards now. They have the, you can buy your A seating. I mean, you could be 24 hours ahead, you can get your seat. But even if you're right on the, on the like, second of 24 hours, oh, you're B1. 
And it's like, what happened? I didn't get A through 60. Uh, like, yeah. well, you're B1. I worked a thing up in uh, near Coeur d'Alene in Idaho, and we had Southwest. And the guy would say, okay, get your phone. And at 8 o'clock, he'd say, one, two, three, hit it. And you'd hit to see the best uh, seat you could get. And you had to be fast. If you waited five, ten minutes, because everybody was hip to that, you know, where you're going to be on the plane. And that was always the thing. Somebody, they'd set alarms on their phones to when to hit the um, app to make sure you got the best seat possible. But I have had great experience with Southwest. Yeah, and it's funny because it's the uh, nobody wants that middle seat. You don't want to be yeah. C30 nobody wants me in the middle seat. you don't seat. want the middle seat. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, and I will say, if I have one thing going for me, I, I sort of, and you're a big guy, I have broad shoulders. If I sit in the middle, I'm friendly with per- people on each side. I touch them. Give me the window, I'll sit sideways, and everybody will be happy. But if I sit in the middle, I'm touching yeah. Just like us here in the lunchroom where it's all, you know, packed and crowded. I'm always touching the person next to me. So I brought a magazine article in and I love this headline. I want to read it to you and you tell me what you think of it. You okay. tell me what, you know, kind of word association here. But this is a, an investment company and they have the line, live like a 20-year-old, invest like a 50-year-old. What does that do for you? Interests. I, I like that. Because, uh, one, you know, one of, I really like, because one of my problems is... You save and save and save, and when you can finally have fun, you don't have the body to have fun. And if you party too much when you're a kid, then you have zippity-doo-dah when you're older. So I love the idea of, uh, of the youthfulness of that, but also the sage uh, that you're supposed to be, the well-informed person of maturity. That is a theme, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. the, sometimes people, you know, you live your whole life, save, 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 save. And they're like, okay, I need to do something with this, but I got the bad hip, you know, yeah. and I don't want to, you know, or I, I'm not able to make it up to Machu Picchu. Like it's, that would have been fun 20 years ago, but I was busy working. And were you really busy working yeah. or you just didn't want to take the time out to go do a trip like that? I mean, are you living for today or are you planning for tomorrow? Like I can't about- even walk to Scalionata. Anyone? <laughs> No Spanish idea. steps in Rome. Uh-huh. I went there once. The uh, but it is one of those things. So I, I like the planning. Plan with excitement. Plan with adventure. And then the other side of that is do 20-year-olds invest like a 50-year-old? I think that's kind of like a nice meaning mm-hmm. there for younger people to be more conscientious and serious about their saving because most don't do it enough. I certainly wish it was an opt-out saving for most jobs. It should be almost a given where it's once you get hired, it's you're you know 10% of your money is going into this vehicle that you get a tax deduction for unless you opt out to have it be less. And you can tell people better than anyone, and I saw it in my youth, if I would have just taken $100 a month and just said, you know what, this is gone, and it would have gone in an investment from 20 to 30, it, w- it would be a little bit of cash now. But it's was like, ah, nah, $100, what is that, $200, $300, that's nothing. You don't realize the power of that. So uh, youngsters out there and uh, folks with the, the kids, just get that set in their head that it's it's really important that a 20 year old will think that far ahead and you will be you will be stunned by the time you're 40 how much money that is created so the 20 year olds take a look at an article like this yes Ben's the teachers lounge always enjoy it in here you know I can't believe what some people bring for lunch you know why would someone who's eating garlic at lunch why it makes no sense it makes no sense whatsoever.
Meatloaf is good, though. Today, I highly recommend the meatloaf here at the Teacher's Lounge. And I wish somebody would trade me for the uh, Twinkies they have. You know, these Hostess Twinkies are really terrific. The delicious sponge cake fingers just melt in your mouth like cotton candy. And see here. Inside every Hostess Twinkie, there's a smooth cream filling that's really out of this world. <laughs> I used to be able to trade for food a lot when you I was a kid. You loved Twinkies when you were... <laughs> I have always had a sweet tooth you know, myself. Food of the gods. Yeah, there must be a ding-dong, a Twinkie, or something. A scooter pie, a moon pie. <laughs> what was your favorite treat as a kid? Candy, donuts. Just straight up. Yeah. I, I just say, you throw in a Twinkie or you throw in what we used to call scooter pies. No recollection. Mm -hmm. What about moon pie? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Scooter pie was a moon pie. Uh, those things, you pull that out of the, uh, the brown bag or out of your lunchbox, you got power. Well, here we are moving through 2019, and uh, how are these New Year's resolutions coming along? I myself am very proud to announce that I've enjoyed uh, eating granola. There's been this granola recipe mm -hmm. a good friend of mine, Dave White, gave to me. Uh, God bless him. He's in his 80s, and he's healthy as all could be. Just a, a handsome, wonderful gentleman. But he's been eating this granola recipe for 40 years. And, uh, and so I said, hey— I'm going to do it. And uh, over, over the holiday break, I went and made this stuff. And it's a big vat of stuff. Took a few hours to go buy it all and then come back. And it's pretty easy to make. But I thought it was going to taste terrible. It actually tastes wonderful. I brought some in. Spence had some uh, last week here in the teacher's lounge. But, uh, but certainly, I'm still sticking with it. And I, I actually really enjoy it. It's not painful to eat at all. I kind of look forward to it. And it's replaced my other breakfast, which used to be a bagel and peanut butter. Uh, now it's just this granola with some milk. Yeah, for me, I have not kept up with I'm still trying to knock out the thing of, of learning Spanish. I, that, I just can't find the Rosetta Stone, the whichever program I'm going to use. And I've talked to some people upstairs. But I have been to the gym every single day through the start of this year. Uh, did you hear the uh, stat? As a matter of fact, it just happened yesterday. Most people bomb out of their New Year's resolutions by January 12th. No it's kidding. It's that quick. Yeah, so that was, boy, that's funny to think that was yesterday. So on the workout schedule, I'm, I'm really good. I give myself a fairly high grade on that. Uh, for my Spanish, nada. Oh, interesting. Zip. Zip a yeah, I, I just And I would love to at least get a good conversational footing in Spanish. I have every opportunity at this uh, wonderful workplace we have here. We have many, many uh, bilingual people, Spanish and English. I have the opportunity to have them help me out, but I need the program so I can sit down and maybe apply myself 30 minutes a day. Yeah, those pro some of a, those programs are phenomenal, and mm -hmm. apps you can get now as well are phenomenal. And it's like any language, it's just practice. It's just kind of yeah. the more you do it, the further you'll get along with it. And, and uh, it would be great to just, uh, to just find the way that you can fit that in, I think. That sounds like that's what you're saying. And that could be the drive to work. It could be anywhere, but I do. And one, when we talked about this before, uh, I did have a listener ring me up and say, hey, I heard the Sunday show and try Babbel. Uh, Babel. Yeah, it's I've heard one of that. the good ones. Yeah. It's advertised all over the radio, along with things like Rosetta Stone. But I want to find that one application that will mm. assist me. 
They say the hardest language to learn is your second language. Yes. So that is tricky there. One final topic before we uh, end lunch and have to head back to the class here in the teacher's lounge. Anyhow, so wanted to bring up the idea of Alexa. Amazon Alexa is something that I think is really hot right now. People are talking about it. Most purchase item over the holiday season. In Las Vegas at CES, they talked about the partnership with Telenav. Over 100 million Amazons also going to be in cars. Uh, it's really kind of changing the way. And it's this idea of voice first. So you can go to your voice uh, in, into Alexa and say, Alexa, what's the news? And it will start giving you the news feeds that you want to hear. Kind of remarkable in that way. And I think for a lot of people, it's a mind shift. And it's like, wait, what? It's like, yeah, if you have Alexa and you say, Alexa, what's the news? You can curate the feeds you want. The Wall Street Journal, the NBC Sports, the Daily Show, the monologue from your uh, evening show. The you know, There's a lot of stuff there that you can get. There's also other fat joke of the day, word of the day, this day in history. You can have it all kind of organized in a way that you want to receive it. And then you just say, Alexa, what's the news? And it starts giving you it over the next 30 minutes. You're getting all your news you want. And I think that's exactly where we're heading. Um, so knowing that, I, I kind of partnered with uh, my cousin who's a developer, and he helped me get on Amazon. We have a skill. We have a skill. It's the big idea with Michael Anderson. It's on Amazon. You can find it and, and enable that news feed. It's a one-minute money tip that we provide every day, seven days a week. You also assisted us in doing a KVTA News, and we're going to have a few other additions around there. Uh, it's, it's quick, it's easy, you get what you need, and it's on demand. Yeah, very cool. I think it's going to be a big, a big thing in the future. I think it's, you know, podcasting what that was 20 years ago. Uh, 20 years from now, it will be much more than that. So, Hey, that's it for the Teacher's Lounge. Got to head back to class. All right, welcome back. And before we end today's money class, uh, it is the homework challenge. Tonight's homework assignment is... Oh, man, is it hot in here? I'd better take off my sweater. Down with... challenge. If you get value from today's show, please share it with a friend. We'd love to have you share the podcast or share the show uh, so they could also hear the show. That's always important and a big deal to be discoverable and have people find the show. Today's homework challenge, write down what you want your investment portfolio to look like in the year 2028. 10 years from now, what will your investment portfolio look like? Write that down. I'd love for you to share that with me. I'd love to see it. You can email that to me, michael at marinantha.com. That is michael at marinantha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. We will be able to review these, grade these, and uh, 